since he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. How about that for for the mission statement of Jesus and for us as his children and for the church? Can we say that together, verse 10? Go. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Please be seated. We want to see today that this is true. Jesus seeks and saves lost people. He makes us new. There's an outline in your bulletin. You see that? Three big points that Jesus, you know, we're very lost. Like Zacchaeus, he comes and saves lost people. And he makes us new. And we want to pray that God will show this in our heart. Do you know this person on the screen? Commander Cheetah, he led the attack on Pearl Harbor in December 1931, woke up on his aircraft carrier that morning. He's a leader for 300 planes. He's praying to his, to his 8 million gods that the ships would be in the harbor, that he could kill many Americans. He hated, wanted to kill Americans, and the ships were in the harbor, many, many of them, and killed more than 2,000 Americans that day. Jake DeShazar, the second picture here, he was an airman, in California, he got that word that Sunday morning. He threw his coffee cup against the wall. Oh, I hate Japanese. I want to go kill many Japanese people. And, and he, he volunteered for a secret mission, turned out to be the famous Doolittle Raid, where instead of Navy jets, Navy uh, airplanes taking off from aircraft carriers, Army Air Corps, the predecessor of the Air Force, big stripped down planes took off from aircraft carriers, attacked Japan, and crash-landed in China to be rescued by the, by the Chinese underground because the Japan had occupied and was brutalizing China. And, and, and Jake, he, he, he wanted to kill Japanese people, and they did. But he was captured by the Japanese, put into a prison camp in Nanking, China, brutalized. Some of you have seen movies, read books about, man, more that more than the German Nazi prisoner of war camps, more soldiers died in Japan. It was incredible, the evil. And, uh, and as he's in that prisoner of war camp, hating Japanese even more, they let him have a Bible. And as he read the Bible, he got to the story of the cross. And he, in the Holy Spirit, no one sharing with him, the Holy Spirit working through God's word in that story of the cross, particularly, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. He believed the gospel, believed in Jesus, converted in his cell in Nanking, China, became new in Christ, began to grow, wanted to love his guards. And he, as, he, as he read his Bible and grew for most of the war, he says, if I ever get out of this jail, and so many did not, if I ever live through this, I want to go be a missionary to tell this gospel to guess which country. It's so counterintuitive, isn't it? To Japan. But it's actually gospel intuitive that he committed in his cell to go to his persecutors and to share the gospel. He went to Japan after he lived. Went to Japan after the war. and, And one day... Guess who knocked on his door? Commander Fujita, who had led the attack on Pearl Harbor. I'll tell the whole story of that at the end, how God used a young lady, a young American lady, to help prepare his heart 
but he received a track at a little story of Jake being converted at a Tokyo station. And he said, I got to go meet this guy. And he went to meet Jake DeShazar. And he came to Christ. He became a new creature. He went on mission. They, both the picture you just saw, the two of them, pastors, you know, uh, sharing the good. Is that not a great true story of what Jesus does? He saves us, makes us new, and puts us on mission with him. As you see in your outline, we want to see that Jesus seeks and saves lost people, makes us new, and he really changes us. Part of what happens to us. So first, lost people. We see Jesus on mission with the story of Zacchaeus to save lost people. Zacchaeus in this are very lost. People like Deshazar, people like Commander Fachita, people like me, proud, self-righteous, think I can save myself. How about you? Jesus comes to seek and to save the lost. Every scripture shows us our sin, but we want to look in, in this passage here. We want to see, look through Zacchaeus. We see the self-righteous crowd also. I put some verses in there. You can think about that in your quiet time or in Bible study or something. I want to focus on Zacchaeus though. A grown man climbing a tree. You know, I listened to one sermon. A pastor made his first point of this text. Uh, only kids, no, no, the way he said, uh, how do you find Jesus? Number one, point one, climb a tree. I said, what? <laughs> what did he mean? Who climbs trees? Kids. said, you have to become like a little child. This is the chief tax collector. And he's climbing a tree. It's humiliating. Because he wanted to see Jesus. He's the chief tax collector, but he's empty. There's something missing it, it, you know, we see from this text how the empty idolatries of wealth and success did not work for Zacchaeus like they don't work for us. Verse 2 says, he was rich. Are riches enough? Are they ever, ever enough? My country, Japan, the third richest country in the world, in many ways living there seems richer than America. Everything works. Every, no poor people. It's incredible, Japan. What a, what a country. And yeah, I'll ask you this question. You may know Japan has a historically high suicide rate. Has for a long, long time. Do you think the, su the suicide rate was higher when Japan was dirt poor right after World War II? You know, really bombed out, destroyed, so poor. Or today, when Japan is very, very rich? And the answer is, today. Now, man, you would think money, and don't we all, everywhere in the world, we think if I, like Andrew Carnegie, how much is enough? With a twinkle in his eye, he said, a little more. You know, it's never enough. Zacchaeus was rich, and he didn't have enough. The, the joy index, you look, you Google, there are several of them, but you can Google it, look at it. Japan comes out number 58, third richest country in the world, but on joy and happiness, it's number 58 supposedly. So much emptiness. Here in America too, the richest country in the world. Look at us. Look at the, the sadness that there's here. True abundance, as Jesus said. I came that they might have life and might have it abundantly. Riches don't work. Zacchaeus is also powerful. Look at verse 2. He's the chief tax collector. Must have been happy. He's successful. You know, the pressure to succeed. I think this is more my tendency, my 
sin. Uh, when I see this, I think of my counterfeit gods, my idolatries to succeed, I think, as a, in sports when I was young and as a marine officer, I was an infantry officer, then a recon marine. Uh, my story is mercenary to missionary. And, uh, but, but then I went, became a church planter in Japan. I saw the same tendency in me. Were we church planting in a lost city with no other church for God's glory? Well, yes. But was it for the people of Japan? Well, yes. But you know who else it was for? My, my own pride, wanting to, to, to show that I was a good missionary. I'm successful. I'm good at achieving. You know, those first four years were so good for me that we saw no fruit, no one came to Christ, wanted to quit every week, the language is hard. And then, you know, that was good though to see is my hope in Christ alone no matter what happened. Then 13 adults believed and were baptized that sixth year in Japan. And, and then 30, and then 50, then 100, then two churches, then a presbytery, and it was, and guess what? It's the same thing. It was easy, the flip side of the same coin, you know, of pride. And, and wanting to be successful. I think my wife and I began to see it with our kids as well, raising our kids. We have nine kids and, and how, how much we, we loved our kids, yes, and discipled them, but how much it was an idol wanting to be successful parents and to look good as parents. Anybody know what I'm talking about there? How, there's so many things we can, we can look to rather than Christ to try to be uh, to achieve, to be successful, to find, to fill our hearts, whatever your idle tendency is, money, security, comfort, power, looks, looking good by our family, whatever, there's, it's only Jesus. No, no matter how hard we try, whatever we do, it's only Jesus that fulfills and satisfies. The, you, some of you may know, remember the Tokyo Olympics in 1964, the famous Japanese merit. Marathoner Kokichi was expected to be the best, expected to win there in Tokyo, and, and he, came, he came in third in the world. Think of that, third in the world. What if you're the third best looking, the third best athlete, the third richest in the world, the third most powerful? Surely that would have satisfied him, right? He took his life a short time after. Isn't that sad? Kind of like Tim Keller says in one of his messages, it's almost like the more, the more successful you are going down one of the roads of whether riches or power or success or looks or uh, whatever it is, the more you go down that road, the more you know it's an empty road. It's a dead-end road. And how much we need Zacchaeus is, is going down these roads and he sees he has no hope. Friends, our other things will never satisfy. It's Jesus that we need, like Zacchaeus. So point two, we see Jesus, the Savior for sinners. This is beautiful, the way Jesus comes after Zacchaeus. What does the name Jesus mean? Remember from the angel in Matthew 1, you shall call his name Jesus. Why? Because he will save his people from their sins. His name means to save. He's, we see in verse 5 to 7, he's seeking Zacchaeus. He's loving 
and saving this lost, empty Zacchaeus. When, verse 5, when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. You know, we see here the order of grace. Jesus doesn't say to Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus, you are a mess. You're a tax collector. Tax collectors are so sinful and evil. They were. They're supposed to collect $10,000. They would collect $20,000 and, and steal $10,000. Tax collector met. Bad sinner, in a sense. So does Jesus say, you get all cleaned up, get your act together, and then I want to come to your house? No. <laughs> this is... The grace of Jesus. The grace comes first. The order of Salutis. He, he first says, Zacchaeus, I'm going to your house. He, he, he seeks him. We, we see Jesus. This is our Jesus seeking the law. Sinful, selfish Zacchaeus. He makes a, he zeroes in on Zacchaeus in that tree and goes after him. How did Jesus zero in on you if you know Christ today? I, just thinking of in college, my second year, Terry Wilkes and Roger Wall, how God used them, covenant child who was straying in college, to come to Jesus. Are we moved that Jesus came to seek and to save us? Do we get used to the idea of his saving grace and take it for granted? Do you know the story of Jessica Buchanan, American volunteer worker in Somalia? She... Uh, was captured by Somalia pirates, about 30 years old. They demanded 40 million ransom for her life, moved her every two days so one of the other bad groups wouldn't be able to get her to get the ransom money. She, always around her, she had no hope. She was getting sicker and sicker over the 90 days. She desperately needed saving. Can she save herself? Is there any way she can overpower the guards and save herself? She's getting weaker and weaker. They have guns. One night, pitch black, dark night, chaos in the camp, gunfire erupts. She pins herself to her only earthly possession, her camping mat that, that she carried with her as they moved every two days. And she says, oh no, another, another one of those groups. I can't go through this again, this abuse with another group. And... She pins herself to the mat and suddenly the gunfire stops. She feels a man's hands on her back and she's fighting against him and suddenly she hears in perfect American English in the middle of the Somalia desert, Jessica Buchanan, we're taking you home. She looks up. She didn't know it, but it's a SEAL Team 6 guy. And, and she says to him, it's okay, I got this. No. <laughs> He got her, threw her on his back, ran through the desert to the helicopter. They twice had to stop. One time, three of the guys put their bodies over hers to protect her while they had a perimeter because they thought it was dangerous. She just, who are these guys? What, where did they come from to save me? They waited while the helicopter took her away to safety. Friends, what do you think she was thinking about on that helicopter? <laughs> do you think she will ever, that was 11 years ago, do you think she will ever forget her rescue? <laughs> Our rescue is better. The eternal Son of God came 
for sinners. He died for us on the cross to rescue us. Our story is better. How much more what Jesus did for us, Romans 5.10. He came to save his enemies. How thankful will she, was Jessica Buchanan that next day in Germany, you think? But for, for us, so often, don't we get, it fades. We, we, get, we forget, like Psalm 78, 11, they forgot what he had done, the wonders he had shown them. They did not remember his power and how he rescued them from their enemies. The worship today, thank you, worship team. It's great. It helps us worship. It's one of the reasons we gather weekly to, to remember. It's one of the reasons we have small groups and personal worship and family worship. Because we tend to forget, don't we? We tend to take it for granted. I think one of my biggest sins of my life is taking for granted my rescue, what Jesus has done for me. How about you? Another thing we see in the outline, Jesus calls Zacchaeus by name. This is also such grace. He calls him by name in verse, verse 5. Zacchaeus, you come down for I'm going to your house today. Reminds me of John 10.3. He calls his own sheep by name. And he leads them out. Particular atonement is one of our Presbyterian Reformed doctrines. Some people don't like it. They think it's some cold doctrine. It's a wonderful doctrine. You know, do you know Jesus today if you're a Christian? Because you're smarter than other people, more moral than other people because you decided the family you'd be born in or where man it is all of grace if you know Jesus it's because he called you by name Ephesians 1 tells from before the foundation of the world what grace is that is that precious to you that he sought you out the way Jesus zeroed in on Zacchaeus you know and saved him go back to that Jessica Buchanan story when you if you go to to maybe the best place to see 20 minutes, her telling her story. It took her two years before she could tell the story, you know, the abuse, the struggle she had gone through. And a 60 minutes version, pretty good time as she tells the story. She says, one of the things that impressed me, her whole rescue, what that, that, that SEAL Team 6 did, incredible. One of the things she fixed on was, they called me by name. They called me by name. <laughs> He calls you by name. <laughs> he, he comes, you say, well, how do I know I'm, I'm his call, I'm his elect? Say, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. It's like that old, I found it, I found it, I think I found it. I go through the door and on the other side of the door in the back it says, called from the foundation of the world. That Jesus, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Maybe today you're that one of the, maybe some of the covenant children here to say, yes, not SEAL Team 6 guy, yeah, I got this, Jesus, I got this. No, Jesus, I receive you, like the hymn we sang. Jesus, I do now receive you more than everything in you I find. He has granted me forgiveness. I am his and he is mine. Jessica Buchanan said, they all knew my name. <laughs> they called me by name. I had no idea who they were. <laughs> The president knew her name. Our story's better. The king of the universe calls us by name. We gather today. She said, I wish I knew their names to say things. We know the name of the one who saved us. And we gather today 
to sing his praises and to worship him. One of the things we see here that's great, I love verse 7. We see how Zacchaeus, his change in verse 8, where he is going to you know, do more than the tithe, more than the law required, is he sees Jesus taking his shame in verse 7. Look at verse 7. When they saw it, the crowd, they all grumbled. He has gone in to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. I wish we could spend some time talking about the self-righteous crowd. That's another tendency we have. We don't have time to do that. But, but as Zacchaeus sees, picture this now. I, I had not seen this until a couple years ago through a Japanese pastor friend. The change of Zacchaeus in verse 8 comes after this incredible example of grace in verse 7 where Jesus gets shamed and criticized by the crowd because he goes to Zacchaeus. This shows the love of Jesus. Zacchaeus, oh wow, everybody hates me. But Jesus loves me and takes my shame. Goes to my house. Friends, we know so much more than Zacchaeus did about Jesus taking shame and guilt, don't we? He who knew no sin became sin for us. How could this not move us? I think, one, as I said, one of my biggest sins of my life, I'm a preacher. I preach, the, I'm so, what a joy it is to be a preacher of the gospel in Japan to people who've never heard, most of them never heard the gospel, never met a Christian, you know. And it's so good for us to tell the good news. Yet still, I get used to it. How about you? Jesus, he rescues us. He saves us. But he doesn't leave us as we were. Our good works don't save us. But as we come to Jesus, he changes us. The point three in our outline, being new in Christ. 2 Corinthians 5.17, if anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. Old things are passed away. New things have come. What do we see? Some of the new, there are many things, but in this text we get a little hint from the Holy Spirit in verse 6. It says that joy came to the house of Zacchaeus. Good sermon last week from Essen from Psalm 100 on joy, so I thought we'd camp here a little bit. Think about this. I, I, this, this past year, I've been looking at joy myself in the Bible. You can see on the, uh, from my Bible, my Japanese-English Bible, I started circling all the places in Psalms where it talks about in Japanese, yorokobu or tanoshimu, to be glad, to have fun, to rejoice. In the, there are so many of them, friends. I used to think, you know, the, the, uh, the shorter catechism, question one, uh, what is the chief end of man? What is it? To glorify God and to enjoy Him forever. I used to think, don't tell my presbytery this, but I would sometimes wonder, okay, yeah, glorify Him forever, yes, of course, but to uh, go back to Psalm 100, if you would, but to, but to uh, enjoy Him forever. That, does that really get to be in the top two of question number one? <laughs> you know, don't, any of you elders don't report me to my presbytery. You know, it is so full, it is all over the Bible, that this is one of the things God calls us to. 
no matter what we're going through, to delight in Him, to rejoice in Him. I started circling them in my Bible like it says here. You know, the, the Psalm, Psalm 100 verse 1, shout for joy to the Lord all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before Him with joyful songs. Do it, look, do it yourself as you read through the Bible and Psalms particularly. You'll see that this is part of what God calls us to. Psalm 67 Four, we, you know, we see the missional connection like we do in, in, uh, in Psalm 100, verse 1. Who is supposed to shout to the Lord with joy? Who? The whole earth. This, here's the missions connection. Psalm 67 is even clear. Verse 4, let the nations be glad and sing for joy. I used to say, we're the only the first church in our town, Oyumino, suburb of Tokyo, hundred and... 100,000 people in the area, depending on where you draw. Not one church of any kind. Months and months, not, couldn't find one Christian. Such a lost place. Why are you, Mr. Iverson, why are you here? Doshite, oyumi no ka? My job is for the joy of oyumi no. People kind of look at me strange. <laughs> is that true? That is so biblical. The true, deep joy of knowing Christ, of, of knowing our purpose, even in our struggles, yes. Psalm 68.3, right after Psalm 67. But may the righteous be glad and rejoice before God. May they be happy and joyful. I noticed, and I put this in Japanese for you so you could enjoy the Japanese, but I put it here because it's so interesting that one I underlined there for rejoice, guess what the kanji characters are? The left one, little, and the next one there is dance. <laughs> Isn't that great? You know, like the English, exalt. You know, you kind of, thank you worship team today, you helped me move a little bit, you know. <laughs> Doing a little dance for joy in the Lord. But what about the problems we go through, the struggles we go through? Psalm 31.7, and this is all through the Bible. I will rejoice and be glad in your steadfast love because you have seen my affliction. You have known the distress of my soul. Friends, we all go through incredible problems and struggles. I heard Carol weeping yesterday morning. I ran to her room and, uh, and, and she, she just got word. One of our dear friends in Japan, Japanese family, no contact with their son in their 30s, been having some struggles. They went to his apartment. They found him dead yesterday morning. Is, is there the, the struggles, the afflictions of life as we read through and see this juxtaposition in Scripture so often of joy and affliction and struggle? I think of the hymn we sang today, um, what a friend, Jesus, what a friend for sinners. Verse 3, Jesus, what a help in sorrow. While the billows o'er me roll, I just thought this morning, added it to my notes. Uh, years ago, a dear friend had three sons who died after birth in the first year. And the third time it happened, a son died. What greater grief in life can there be? Her name is Donna, dear Christian, in our home church. 
And I remember we were singing this song. This happened a few days later. Worship. I couldn't believe she was there at worship. She was sitting in front of me a little bit. And I was watching her. And I looked ahead to verse 3. Jesus, what a help in sorrow. While the billows o'er me roll, even when my heart is breaking, He, my comfort, helps my soul. I was just thinking, this, this is going to be so hard for Donna to sing this. And I'm singing it and praying for her and watching. And we get to that part. She, sing, she sings it. And then she gets to the chorus. Hallelujah, what a Savior! And throws her hands into the air, weeping. Praying that for my friends in Japan today. Maybe you would too. Christian family going through horrible, difficult things. Jesus, the salvation trumps our struggles and problems. Let's go back to Jessica Buchanan. My wife tells me, oh, you like that story too much. I was a recon Marine. Please forgive me. Okay. It's a great story. It's a true great story. Is she, she is still in pain on that helicopter. She's still in pain from her sickness and abuse. What is she thinking about? Her rescue. Is she full of joy or not? She's full of joy. Because her, she's, she's hurting, her, her former circumstances, some of them have not changed, but there's one thing that trumps everything. What is that? She's rescued. She's saved. Friends, Jesus came to save us. We, I, I love the end of Habakkuk. You know, it's great, and I didn't realize until recently the little dance is here in Japanese as well. You know, I'm not a good singer, but I'm going to sing it anyway. Though the fig tree should not blossom, maybe I'll just say it, nor fruit be on the vines, the produce of the olive fail, and the fields yield no food. The flock be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls. I guess we should just, I don't know if any of us have been through such a hard situation as God's people there. And how does it go on? Yet will I rejoice in the Lord. Yet will I rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in the God of my salvation. God the Lord is my strength. Anybody want to guess what the Japanese kanji is there? It's not little dance in this case. It's joyful dance, which isn't, can be an accurate way of translating that Hebrew word. In the middle of such struggle. Friends, this is one of the things. Maybe for some of us today, whatever we're going through, Lord, help us. In our sad, I had the, I think the saddest day of my life I've experienced this past year. And yet, I pray for myself to rejoice. This is one of the things. Joy came to the house of Zacchaeus. Good works as a result. Look, Zacchaeus becomes generous. He has to be different after Jesus comes to his house. His repentance in verse 8, we see after receiving the grace of Jesus Christ, he wants to, you know, he's, he's going to give way more than the law required. The law required 20% restitution. More than, you know, 120%. He's going to give way, way more. 
Here he's going to give four times what he embezzled. He's going to give half of what he has to the poor. This for Ukraine that we have. What an opportunity for us to give. We are so rich to think. We as missionaries in Japan, 35 years, we have all these people who never missed a month giving so we could be in Japan preaching this gospel we're talking about today. This is part of what he calls us to, to be, to be generous. And, and he calls us to go on mission with him as well, doesn't he? How, how could this mission statement, verse 10, the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Think about this. Jesus, thank you for rescuing me, saving me. Wonderful mission statement you have, but that's for you, not for me. No, it's unthinkable. We're his church. Acts 1.8. It's not even a command, Acts 1.8. It's, it's when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. What's the result? Like Jake DeShazar in that jail. To be witnesses to Jerusalem, to Waynesboro, to Judea, to Virginia, to Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the earth. Japan, Ukraine, and all these places around the world that have so little knowledge of Jesus. The, the woman at the well, what did she do when she met Jesus? She has to tell. She goes against the village. She says, come meet the man who told me all these things about myself. See, being new in Christ means we have a new mission in Christ. Would you agree? I mentioned earlier 2 Corinthians 5.17. Memorized it as a kid. If anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. But what is part of that newness? What's the principle of interpreting Scripture? Let Scripture interpret Scripture. What does verse 18, 19, and 20 talk about? Please show that PowerPoint. 2 Corinthians 15, verse 17. We're new in Christ. But what's verse 18 about? All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to Himself and gave us this ministry of reconciliation. He puts us on mission with Him to go reach Waynesboro and to reach our lost world. This joy is part of this, this, this joy we have in Christ. You know, this world, I, I think, with the sadness and the increasing sadness and things in America, even with us being such a rich country, I, I just wonder, is, is the church, as we go through our struggles, and we have them, Jesus said, in this world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. As we go out to Waynesboro and Virginia and to, to, to show this, Joy, this deep joy that comes from Christ, even in the midst of struggles, to, to love and, and reach our friends and family with this good news of Jesus. And the whole world, too. My wife and I left the Marine Corps, went to seminary. We were going to go back to Maryland to start a daughter church, and our world got rocked at seminary. We met all these people from other countries. Best friend was from Japan. Said, please come help me in Japan, come help. Hardly any Christians said, no way, man. I've been there in the Marine Corps. I am not going back to Japan. We're going to Maryland to start a daughter church. He said, well, could we pray in our prayer group for Japan every week? I was the leader. said, yeah, we can pray for Japan. Uh, didn't sound very dangerous to me to pray for Japan. It was really dangerous to pray for Japan. You know, 
And then we saw, began to see in the Bible, from Genesis to Revelation, every tongue, every tribe. Carol and I looked at, how did we miss this? That there's so many, man, our task is huge here in Waynes, Waynesburg. And our, let, me, let me do that, did it in the first service. How many, I want to show you something. How many of you here came to Christ and were baptized in Tabernacle Church over the last 20 years of its existence? I want you to raise your hand. If you came to Christ and were baptized here as an adult, not as covenant children, came to Christ and Anybody? Okay, this is, I, I asked this question in lots of PCA churches. I want to ask you this now. Now, there are lots of you, maybe here you, really, you were baptized already, but you really came to Christ, or you really began to grow here. This is our PCA story so often. If you ask that in the churches we start in Japan, what, how many hands do you think would go up? Almost all. First time in a church, first time hearing anything about the gospel. Friends, do we have tons of needs here? Yes. We're in a world, you know, recently in California, California, in one day, I met three Christians throughout the day. The barber who cut my hair, and, and the, that night checking into a hotel, a guy who teaches at a Christian college, you know, three times in one day. I couldn't believe it. In California, you know. <laughs> and uh, I thought, wow, in Japan, 35 years. Meeting a Christian just out and around maybe has happened to me maybe 10 times now. Friends, there's a big lost world out there. What is God calling us to do to be a part of that? We, on our team in Japan right now, we have a young 18-year-old girl. She's about number 70, giving a gap year to serve Christ in Japan. Maybe some of you young people might come. We have another guy on our team, uh, Charlie. He was going to retire, go surf down in the islands, live in the islands and surf. And he read John Piper's book, Don't Waste Your Life. And his world got rocked. Maybe you shouldn't read that book. <laughs> and, he, and they're in Japan on our team now, he and his wife, serving for, I guess, their fourth year now as retirees who are modeling the gospel, sharing the gospel in Japan, 18 to 70, you know? What might God call you to do. Maybe some of you are going to Ukraine. There's so many things and opportunities out there in the world. What is your response today to this gospel with Zacchaeus? Yes, Jesus, come to my house. Take me, Jesus. Maybe again, some of you covenant children, maybe today is the day you say, Jesus, take me. I, I, I trust you. I believe in you. Rescue me, please. I want to end with this story of Young girl, Peggy, missionary kid in Japan, got a picture of her family here. Uh, she's part of the story of Commander Fuchida being rescued and saved. She grew up learning Japanese in Japan. This, this, this is how God can use all of us as we love and serve in the world. She knew Japanese. She got a little older. The war drums are beating. And her parents had to leave Japan. They fled to the Philippines it was getting bad for Americans in Yokohama, Japan. And she, uh, <clears throat> she went to America for college right before Japan attacked the Philippines. Her parents fled to the mountains. The Japanese soldiers found her parents, killed her parents. And she gets that news 
in America. She loved Japan. She loved Japanese friends. But the grief of that, you can't imagine. She gets word, she hears an announcement that they need Japanese speakers in the hospital for prisoners, Japanese prisoners of war from the army that killed her parents. They need people to serve those soldiers who speak Japanese. Guess who volunteered? Peggy volunteered and goes to serve the soldiers of the army that killed her mom and dad. Is this counterintuitive? No, it's gospel intuitive. This, this is what Jesus calls us to go to her little serving in that hospital. In God's providence, one of the soldiers was commander of Cheetah's mechanic of his plane. And as she brought Japanese food to them, she spoke Japanese, they couldn't believe it. And then they heard her story. They couldn't believe, you know, you can imagine that we killed her family, you know. And she's here serving us after the war. He goes and finds his commander, Commander Fuchida. And part of what he told Commander Fuchida is the story of Peggy. And that day, Fuchida got that tract in Tokyo and he read Jake's story, and he went to Jake's house. He came to Christ. See, God uses all of us, old, young, serving as we go out into this world and love. What's he calling you to do today? What's he calling me to do? For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. And Jesus said, as the Father has sent me, so send I you. Let's pray. Oh, Jesus, we thank you that you came to save the lost, and that's us. Some of us, like me, more older brother types, self-righteous Pharisees. Some of us, more like, like Zacchaeus or the younger brother, running away from you, all kinds of sins. None of them satisfied. Older brother sins, younger brother sins. Some of us, like me, in the same hour, can be a younger brother sinner and an older brother sinner. Like the hymn we sang today, uh, we are often failing. We are deep sinners who need our Christ. Would you, Lord, Holy Spirit, open our hearts. Show us afresh this gospel. Give us good application today to believe in you, to say, Jesus, I now receive you. Jesus, here's my money. Here's my time. Here's how I want to serve you. Lord, show us more of Christ and show us what you're calling each of us to do in new steps of faith. In Jesus' name, amen.